Here's what's coming up on today's show. We look at our accounts every day and we yeah. stress out about it. And, but for, you know, 30 years of working, we didn't care. Didn't care. Right. <laughs> so... It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. And joining us today is our Chief Investment Officer, Keith Lockwood. Keith, welcome back. Thank you. Yep. So again, um, today we're going to cover, you know, what are we really looking forward, I guess, looking forward forward to if you want to call it that i don't know if we're really looking forward to much within the markets these days but really what's the next uh you know couple months looking like for us here in the stock markets um and and kind of picking keith's brain as to what he's he's looking for and and seeing uh part one we kind of uncovered really what's been going on as of lately within the past couple months and really specifically um the past couple weeks with with all the market volatility as we record this it's september 19th um we have markets has not have not closed yet today um it's been a pretty volatile day but keith you know when we look down the road here we we recapped here what we saw and some reasons behind the volatility um when we look down the road is this something where um an, an investor can just start putting money to work in the broad markets are, are we looking at we got to be very selective like like okay if i'm just gonna go out and buy voo right the s p 500 index through vanguard um is is that a, a smart way to to put money to work right now or are we looking more you know laser focused hand-picking stocks that might be undervalued or or trying to find a sweet spot within that s p index yeah yeah i mean i think you're in a stock pickers market um i think you got to concentrate on it it's certain industries and stay away from certain industries and concentrate on you know value over growth but you know you're also talking to a portfolio manager so <laughs> and i teed that one up for you <laughs> and a value guy so yeah, yeah so um but yeah i think you're you know we look at numbers if, you know you wait to do we bounce off a of 3650 or do we even get there if we do bounce off of it that's probably a good sign we cross below 3650 then it's like all right what next i think is 3300 below that's 3000 right you know so which we're talking I, what 20 percent from, from where here we are today. which we're already down 20 percent year to date so that's a 40 percent drop which Maybe. i mean i would say the economy is stronger than it was in 2008 but i mean do you see any i know we're getting off topic here we're the soft spots you know i don't see the financial the bank um crisis that we had in, in 08 or you know even a real estate bubble for that matter um i don't really see that personally i don't know if you see any of the soft spots in there i mean inflation is high but wages have also kept up right. which I mean, there's a reason why inflation has stayed high. So the consumer is still, you know, strong. I mean, debt levels are up from where they were, but they were at historically low position anyway. I mean, government spending is out of control, which I guess is a big, sure, a big issue. Um, but as far as you know, back in 2008, you had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Sure, I mean, with the way mortgages were being traded and 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 packaged and, and packaged again sold and, really and, and leveraged and then leveraged again and yeah they've cleaned a lot of that up right that's i mean good or bad dot frank right, right. dot frank, frank yeah. um you know that basically is 
banks it's going to be hard for their financial banking system to go down ever sure. again um i'm sure it would i'm not usually one to throw out absolutes <laughs> but um it, it will at some point probably just not anytime soon um probably when dodd frank's rescinded at yeah. some point because some congress person doesn't like it but but i mean the finance i mean every it's hard to say it's like if we're going to go down that far yeah i mean but we have instant information in today's world, so the swings are really fast. Sure. I mean, just look at it now. I mean, it took, what, went from June 17th to took two weeks to, to, to make a high, and then we flattened out. Now it's taken two weeks to get back down to a low, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's, it's instant information. So just go back to the pandemic. What, from high to low was 30 days? It was right. the quickest it's ever been. That's the same thing. You know, it's one of those deals now, I think, if we do go down to that 33 or 3, probably 30 days 45 days where if you're out of the market you know we talk about all the time retail investors get in at the wrong time and get out the wrong time because psychology tells them it's time for me to get out you know emotionally i'm getting killed yeah and by the time i'm emotionally ready to get back in i've missed all the gains sure so that's you know at that and somebody just said on tv one, one of the big banks can't remember who it was basically set it you know 3650 i start nibbling at 3300 i really nibble at 3000 i throw the house at it gotcha right so basically how i see it i mean even right now 3800 if you're not a trader and you're an investor yeah you know and your time horizon is three to plus years Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to lose out if you start nibbling a little bit right here yeah um you know, that, that goes for retirees, too. Your time horizon isn't now or retired, unless you can tell me, like, this is it for you. Right. You know, hopefully your time horizon is 30 years, because that's how long you want to live. Right. right? We, we so, talk about that all the time. You, you you work while you work. You're putting into a 401k. Retirement's just this foregone, you know, thing out there, right. this shiny object, we call it. And then when you get to retirement, all of a sudden, now we have, you know, a two-month vision where we... We can't see our portfolio right. swing. With we, we look at our accounts every day and we yeah. stress out about it. And, but for you know, thirty years of working, we didn't care. Didn't care, right? <laughs> so, and, and it's not that you don't care. It's just that you know that same mindset of this is a long person's game. Um, you know that that should hold true your whole life, really, right. yeah. not just um, while you're working, but in retirement, especially when you know you're picking the the dividend paying stocks. And I I think that. You know, when this thing all settles down, and we talk about it here in the office, you know, there's opportunity in the fixed income space that we haven't seen in how long. Right. I, yeah, I was going to get get to that. Like right now, I'd actually start nibbling into some corporate bonds and some high yield a little bit and some longer, I mean, longer term duration. Yeah. When's the last time you heard that, right? I mean, for the past 20 years, it it's been stay in shorter durations stay in shorter durations because yeah. you got interest rate risk and you know time value of money risk and you know that's the opposite now yeah or you had to overweight yourself in equities to drive in a dividend if you needed right. some income now Correct. You, now you can actually get some safe you know in quotations safer we should say um compliant purposes uh but safer you know uh, yield I mean, on the portfolio yeah, you can get long-term corporates over five mm-hmm. you know right now um i mean two-year treasuries at four <laughs> i mean that's not a long-term investment but it's a safe haven 
high yield, even on the shorter end, you're at five and a half, which I'd probably stay a little bit shorter on the high yield just in case the economy, yeah, yeah. just in um, case the economy doesn't do what we think it's going to do. But even on the longer end, you're pretty up. Like (laughs) high yield (laughs) for the past 20 years has been a funny definition because it really wasn't high yield. you know, 3%. now we now we got real high yield. Um, you get rewarded for a little for, bit of for risk. risk that you are taking on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we started to buy some longer term corporates and get exposure there because not only in the interest rate, you have some principal gain. Sure, you know, maybe ten to fifteen percent principal gain. You know, remember interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Bond prices is pretty cheap right now. Right. Um, interest rates go back down bond prices reverse and go back up so not only do you get the the interest you're mm-hmm. also going to you know get some principal growth there and again we could be a long time before they start coming back down but it doesn't matter at that point if you're going to get if you're clipping a four to five percent coupon on right, that right if you're just pulling off the interest then you know you have time to wait for it to right. reverse even if we're higher for longer mm-hmm. right um not i mean rates sorry right. yep you know if rates stay high for a long period of time and there really isn't much movement in them. Okay, we just sit and hold and collect our, our high interest rate and yep. wait till they do start to move. So um, I know we got off topic there. I just that that, that you know came into mind as we were talking about return, not really return, but income for retirees. Yeah. So you know coming back to to you know square one where we can still drive in income through the form of dividends. So you know the being long or holding long term is. Um, you know, it's always something to remember. And, and like anything, you, you as a retiree, especially in a, a pre-tax account, you're not going to want all your money anyways tomorrow because you don't want to pay that that IRS bill. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it it isn't time to you know press that panic button. You don't need to because um, you don't. The reality is, you don't need all that income. You don't need all of that money all at once. Um, and there's no need to just lock it down and be safe. We can continue to. Uh, get income from a dividend or, you know, as we shift, you know, find opportunities in the fixed income space. Now, aside from, you know, you know, being very picky, you know, stock pickers market, as you said, is it leaning more in the defensive category now, Keith, or are you still trying to, you know, find some, some other pockets in there? Are you looking at any other sectors? Yeah, you're probably looking at value, value first but with the growth component i mean you have a lot of company you know like a company like 3m that's a value company sure. but it's been hit so hard now that i know they got some lawsuit issues but those usually resolve themselves um but there's some growth there right sure. i can sit there and collect a five six percent dividend because it's come down so far but you know it's a 150 dollar stock right selling for 120 you know some of those areas some industrials what about um, the name we talked about last one on with fedex you know when right, they're right, down right, what, right, 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 right i mean if what they announce is a 25 percent decline probably not it's probably a good time to go in and start nibbling on fedex yeah um and that bumps up your your dividend payout um sure. i don't know what that is off the top of my head but but you know, and then quality companies, you know, like a, a Vago or Pragam in the chip sector, they pay mm-hmm. a decent dividend, and uh, but they're good quality balance sheet, or you know, a Qualcomm, or or look for companies that have held up really well on the tech side, yeah, uh, like a PayPal and Uber. They got hit early, right? PayPal is down to like seventy six, but it's been trading between ninety and a hundred for a while, even on really down days. You know, Uber got all the way down to twenty two. Uh, maybe even lower than that, um, 
but even on really bad days, they've stuck right around that 30. I mean, they went from 28 to 32, 33 on down days. So those are some growth names. Um, You know, the meta's down significantly, so if you're willing to take on some risk, I mean, that's Facebook for people out there who don't know. I mean, they got good cash flow. It's just, what are they trying to do with their business, you know? Um, If TikTok gets banned, which there's a high probability that it will, you know, does that help with some of the companies they own? Yeah. Um, And if you're willing to take on a lot of risks, it's probably a good opportunity to buy Snap. Sure. You know, if TikTok's not around, where do you go? You probably go to Snap, right? Um, Which is Snapchat. Yes, thank you. Um, but that's high, that's a higher risk, you know, area, you know, the Taiwan Semiconductor, ASML, you know, some of the technology is always going to be a face. Semiconductors sure. aren't going away. We're, we're going to need them. Um, you know, Apple under 150 because Apple was running up as well during that, you know, that time. So, I mean, you can name names, but it, it, it's probably a value more you know energy energy is not a bad thing to get into right now just they've been hit yeah really hard um and some natural gas names i mean europe's gonna have to find a way to fulfill the natural gas needs not just for this year but forever because they're probably never going back to you know russia so and you said i think that that you know i want to hit on real quick is the the balance sheet looking at companies with a strong balance sheet you know when you look at that and you say okay can this company sustain a long drawn out slow economic growth period um that's a key to you to say yeah that i feel confident buying them at that price because they're still here today and likely going to be here when we see the other end of this thing right good free cash flow yeah right i mean that's and, I mean, you look at a company like Target got killed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get Target for a price you're getting at unless you go 10 years, you know, right. back. Even Walmart. Walmart got killed in the same thing because, you know, they both had inventory problems. But you can't get those companies at those prices unless you go back 10 years. Right. And they're not fancy <laughs> and, you know. I can get rich quick off of them. Correct. Um, you know, and healthcare is always a good defensive growth position to be in look at some of the the biotechs that have good pipeline you know with the, some of the brain drugs and some of the sure. the weight loss drugs you know you look at an eli Lilly or you know somebody like that who mm-hmm. or an amgen um so there i mean there's there's a lot of opportunities you just got be selective and be a sure. little patient on when you want to get in and understand Okay, in the short term, <laughs> may not have been a good investment, but, yeah. you know, I look back, you know, 18 months from now, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's a pretty good investment. Right. Um, you know, that happens all the time. Some of the best investments we've ever made after the first six months, you're probably <laughs> like, wow, that guy has no idea what he's doing. And then 18 months later, it was like, all right, I just made 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's why the short term is, is like going to Vegas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're just, you probably just have as good as luck going to Vegas than you are trying to get a market return in the short term. For sure. And then um, one last thing here. So I know it's a little bit hard to predict with all the other factors, but, you know, historically speaking with the election, um, you know, and it doesn't really matter, folks, one, one way or the other, whichever way it goes, if it stays the same, leans all Democrat, goes all Republican. 
um, it, it, the markets don't really care at the end of the day. If you look at the statistics, it's about even across the board. So no matter what side of the fence you fall on, it doesn't matter. Um, but what the markets like is is some sort of direction, right? You know, okay, we know that it's going to be this or this um, type scenario. So are, are, is there the precedent set that typically we see a strong you know end of the year run in the markets once we have some clarity yeah i mean history tells us we have a bad year up until the midterm elections yeah um which <laughs> whether we can attribute this year to that i mean but yeah, it's a weird year. um so yeah you're looking at probably a lot of volatility september october um and probably two weeks from the elections when things start to kind of even out and start to grow so yeah i'm expecting the same thing um on top of the fed probably being done and you knowing what's going to happen moving forward mm. the market doesn't like unknowns and like you said I, we can show you all the statistics it doesn't matter who's in office and who's not in office they just want to know <laughs> who it is who is yeah um and once they get that done then you know you probably i mean in december november december relatively good months historically anyway so on top of that it, it usually ends up and if you listen to a lot of strategists they're all saying the same thing november and december are probably going to be strong, uh, months. strong months so um and we see the same thing yeah um anything else you want to add to you know i guess we won't even look into 2023 at this point it's <laughs> Anyone's guess is as good as ours at this point. We'll be but in space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else, Keith? You want to add to the the state of the markets? I guess as of right now, and or you know, no, you just got here. a lot of volatility. I mean, just expect it till yep for for the short that's, term. That's instant instant information. That's what cause you know causes all that. So, um, and as always, the market is irrational and inefficient. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you it is. That's so true. it's always been that way. Um, and I think this one's just equally, it's hard and painful because it's been going on for nine months. You know, we, you know, at least with the COVID, it bounced back really quickly. So we really haven't seen this long drawn out, you know, I guess loss, if you want to call it that, um, since probably, you know, post 2008, really. Have we seen one that's been this, I guess, long well, since then? Well, no, or this bad. But you make a good point. But also, from 2009 to 2021, the market went straight up. Yes. Right, so anybody that tried to time it and got out during, you know, what they perceived as a bad, this is going to get bad. Yeah, they probably missed out on a lot. So keep that in perspective. Sure. Right, even though you're might be down this year, what have you made over the last twelve years? Right. Right, or even two years or three years. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's all about perspective, right? Um, and it. it gonna go up again yeah. <laughs> it always does it's just what level of pain are we gonna get at right and you know the media still talks about 2008 but if you kept your money invested didn't do anything you had more money at the end of 2010 than you did at the beginning of 2008 right. it's not a huge time period <laughs> no it really isn't in the grand scheme of things when you look back it's not it's not but it is. It's hard when you're in it and you're living it and, and just watching those, you know, month after month, the statements come in and it's everything's in parentheses. But a bunch of red. Yeah. It's, and again, we, equally, we don't we don't enjoy it either. Right. I wish the markets went yeah. up every year. And Keith does too because then he wouldn't have to be on the podcast. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
but in any case, Keith, appreciate you um, hopping out and covering on some time here to, to talk about the market. So uh, if anyone out there has questions for us, you can reach out to us here in the office at 330-473-1060. Um, you can look us up on the website, www.bashrock-fg.com. Um, and you can fill out some some forms in there. If you want to hear us talk about a topic, you can send that in. If you want to uh, set up a time to talk with one of our advisors, you can also do it through there. Keith, thanks again for jumping on here, man. And uh, we'll look forward to hopefully not have to pull you back for a while. <laughs> yeah, but right. Yep. Maybe here down the road, we'll maybe, pull you back. Maybe so. end of the year. Yeah. Get my prediction. There right. you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Keith. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.